Welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I will be your host. Today's guest is Sharon Washington. She owns a Marcom agency called P3, and she is also a professor and teaches communications. Sharon and I met when we were on a panel at an internet marketing conference called PubCon, and she spoke about simplifying the social media marketing strategy. She's going to share tips on that, and she's also going to talk about the movement she started called Hashtag Your Worth is Valued. We're going to talk about self-care, how to reduce stress, and words that matter. Please welcome Sharon and enjoy this episode. Namaste. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets, and I'm excited to have Sharon Washington as my guest. Hey, Sharon. Hey, Lisa. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. It's um, a hot summer day here in Celebration, Florida. It feels like 110 or something. (laughs) What about you? Um, So I'm in Silver Spring, Maryland, and I think it's about 84. It feels good. I can't, like, I'm not even going to complain. It's good summer weather. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So there's parts of the U.S. that are still not in total summer weather. Right. So, Sharon, um, you and I met at PubCon. We shared a panel on social mm-hmm. media, how to simplify social media. And I've been following you ever since. So I was super excited to have you as a guest. So why don't you just, before we get started, you know, we're, we're going to cover a bunch of topics, but just tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to, you're the founder and CEO of P3. Tell us a little bit about that and, and how you got to where you are right now in, in the entrepreneur world. Awesome. So funny story. Um, my mom wanted me to be, no, even prior to that, I wanted to be a gym teacher. And my mother crushed those dreams pretty early. <laughs> pretty early. I went to go to school to be a gym teacher. She said, no, no, that, they don't make any money. You can't do this. No, you're going to be a CPA, similar to her. And I went to college. Um, so I I was a single parent for a while, and then I went back to school, and I got into, um, I started as a CPA, but realized very early that that just wasn't my jam, and uh, one of my mentors, Jamie Pilot, I still, I work with her now, I'm a professor at Trinity University, Um, she said, you would be great in the communications field, and so I started my career actually in PR, which I'm in marketing now, like it was a a huge jump because I thought that I could get into PR, but it was so stagnant and it had uh, back then, like in the early nineties, it was like press releases on top of press releases. I don't know if you remember that, the press conference, press releases, right? I wanted to be a little bit more dynamic. Um, I mean, now PR is totally different, but then it was just really kind of static. So I moved into marketing and found my place. Fast forward about, I don't know, seven or eight years. Um, another manager of mine, I got tired of, I was a marketing director and I got tired of traveling. And she was like, you could be a consultant for us and then like start your own business. I'm like, what? <laughs> so in 06, I uh, started the P3 Solution, um, which I've been full-fledged. Um, it's been, um, if you know, you, and you know, in being in business, things change. So it's been kind of this bumpy, but great ride. I mean, like great ride, because it's 
it has evolved. So I started out, um, believe it or not, doing PR, marketing, and event planning, like all of that. And then now here, fast forward 2020, I am a Marcom agency. So we do marketing and communication only. And I absolutely love it being an entrepreneur. I wouldn't change it for the world. So um, that's the kind of the fast uh, paced story to how I got from um, gym teacher to now Marcom strategist. Well, being an entrepreneur and also being a professor, you still, you were able to be the teacher still. Yes, I still think to be a teacher. And because I'm I'm active, as you can see, I'm trying to like hold my hands really tightly. Um, being very active, I still kind of get that gym um, activity of a gym teacher. Although many of my gym teachers weren't that, that active. <laughs> kind of was just walking through and, and telling us things. Yeah, yeah. Well, so this year has been quite a year, 2020, because... Yeah, we've been faced with all different types of challenges and moments and resets. And one of the things that really caught my eye and I was like, I have to have Sharon on to talk about this is your movement campaign that you, I think you launched it in June called your yes. worth, your hashtag, your worth is valued. Yes, 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 yes. So 2020 effing matters, right? Like I have my shirt on now, right? I want one. It, oh, okay. I'll tell you how to get it. Okay. So, so. 2020 absolutely matters to me and we discount it, but it's, it's, it has been bad, but it has, it's elevation, it's evolution. Um, it has brought open some topics and delicate subjects that I think are very important for us to tackle, um, figure out how to provide some solutions, be better people to one another. So what happened is, is for, um, and then COVID, right? I think sometimes we forget about COVID, yeah. right? It's COVID. So what happened is sometime in May, the, uh, and I teach intercultural communication at the college. So usually I kind of absorb this stuff to be able to talk my students through it. However, it was just kind of negative thing after negative thing after negative thing after negative thing, including COVID. And I was really feeling in a dark place. And so I had to think about um, how could I, in my own lane, um, be an activist? So, you know, I'm definitely scared of COVID, like in crowds these times. So I'm like, okay, so I want to protest, but I'm, I'm, I can't go down and protest. Um, I have um, diabetics, so I didn't want to take the risk, right? But I want to be on the front line so bad. So I thought about what I could do. And in March, I previewed 30 women. I said, why not do this for Black men? Because in the stereotypes, it's always negative. At least that's my images that I'm seeing in the news, social media, everything was negative, negative, negative. And so I said, I wanted to bring a bit of positivity because I know I needed it at the time. Yeah, for so sure. I wanted to pass this on to other people to kind of see another story. Here's another story that's happening behind this, this front story that's going on right now. So um, I thought of the campaign and um, it is, I really was like, hey, your worth is valued inside the community. Because I think sometimes it's, it's, uh, in our community, we forget that we do have worth because of whatever stereotypes or issues that we go through on a daily basis with racism and things like that. But outside of the community too, here's some examples. We got cartographers and 
I know you see it sometimes. I know we're seeing this community is seen as basketball players and football players and things like that. And again, it's just these these generalized stereotypes. However, there's more to us than that. And not only for us to know it, but for other people to know it as well. Definitely. Well, the awesome thing is that you were able to break through the negative clutter. And I saw that you got some media coverage to get that yes. message out. So yes. that that was awesome. And you know, speaking of mass media, like, you know, I picked up on that when I was listening to your interview um, on the TV station, just talking about, you know, just how, what is your take on, I mean, mass media and journalism right now, I feel is at such a negative state in all aspects. So I think I'm a communications major. And so I'm on the, I'm on the line of, I have to tout, this is important. So it is important for messages to be disseminated. Important. We have to be careful. I think as a as a society, we have to be careful of of uh, how we process it. Right. So keeping in mind that mass media is business, mm-hmm. so they want us to watch. So they're going to put on things to believe it or not. As a society, we're absolutely guiding what gets watched on television because we're going to watch the violence and we're going to watch the negativity. And when the good stuff comes on, it's a little bit too fluff. We want to see the other stuff. So as a society, we have to take some accountability to the media, A, is a business. It's just going to give us what we want because if we wasn't watching, if we weren't tuning in, the news would change as we see that. So that's my that's my one side of this kind of story. Um, On the other hand, I think that there's a pressure to kind of push out this information so people can get their 15 minutes, right? Or get popular or a station can be the one that people pay attention to and things like that. So I think sometimes um, the media itself as an organization is pressured into providing this type of information. Because other than that, we'd have to say, it's a bunch of really um, methodical in- individuals who want to bring out bad news. And I don't necessarily want to believe that, but you know, we do have a few. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I taught a class at University of Florida. We were talking before we started the, the interview and it was on social media and PR. And a lot of my um, students were already, um, it was a master's class. They're already in the uh. field working on, at different news stations. And one of the things that they shared with me is that, you know, they're under a lot of pressure to get, mm-hmm ratings and reviews and shares and engagement on their own personal social media channels, you know, that then are going to lead back to the, the, um, you know, the news channel. So, you know, it's, it's really, you know, how how do you tell a positive news story, you know, versus something that's sensationalized to an extent, or, you know, the headline is like that bait clicky type of headline. Right. Right. where, Where is that balance? It's really sad. It's hard to it's hard to fight that and and so um, the best thing that I can do and I recommend people is to be careful what you're absorbing right try not to absorb too much of it and try not to take it so literal so when I teach my math communication courses at, at Trinity I tell my students all the time the news is your friend when it's your friend when it's talking when you agree with what the news is talking about you're like look I saw this story on this, it is this, it is true, it is true. But when the news is in, not in agreement, 
of what you think it is, then it becomes fake news or poor journalism or things like that. So we also have to be careful with the society um, to not, you know, to not absorb so much, but also sometimes keep the literal piece out of it. So yes, this is, this is part of information that you're just going to seek and find more information about. Because, you know, if you change from channel to channel, the story kind yeah. of changes oh. a little, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. One of the things I loved about your campaign um, is that you talk about how words matter. And, you know, that's the same with news. Like you can see a headline and there's these trigger words that are just, you know, not always positive. But can you just talk to us a little bit about words matter and from a positive standpoint and then the negative standpoint? Absolutely. So um, language influences perception. Theorists say fear and war. My favorite theorist. Um, language absolutely influences perception. And one word may mean one thing to you and it may mean something exactly different for me. So it, we have to be careful, especially when we talk about um, the news. In this campaign specifically, I wanted the word to reflect the person. So all of these people in my campaign, all of these men, I absolutely know personally. So I chose these words not only to um, amplify their individuality, but to amplify that this is a feeling within this community overall. Like you have men who are legendary or who are ingenious or who are brilliant that um, I wanted people to feel that. People resonate with words, words evoke emotion. And so I wanted that emotion, great emotion, like, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. I'm empathetic, not sympathetic, but empathetic to the plight of what's happening and I want to see these guys in a positive light. Now on the negative side, like negative, and I, I use that very lightly, you cannot control everybody's understanding of a certain word. Um, I grew up, I'm a native Washingtonian, I grew up in Washington, D.C. And depending on the quadrant you lived in, Northwest, Southwest, Southeast, um, different terms meant different things. Even body language, different looks. You stare too long, that might be a problem. You don't look someone in the eye, that might be a problem. So it's just finding synergy. I, I want to say balance, but more so synergy in that making sure that your message or words that you use are intentional, right? Like you have an intentional meaning and people can follow it. Um, realizing that everybody may not grasp your meaning. Like for instance, I have 2020 effing matter. That could mean so many things. It could mean so many things to so many people, but I realize that this brings out dialogue, right? It's also red, white, and blue. Yeah. So that could mean like it could, it's, it could be, it could mean politics. It may not. It could, I could be talking about, you know, politics in a race. I could be talking about something else. So so really, it's all about like your intention and if you're able to, um, with your word and your visual imagery, be able to um, get your intentional meaning across. I love that. So this is going to take it a little bit more like pet peeve when it comes to no <laughs> communication and, and public relations and writing. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's words that are just kind of like useless words like the word mm -hmm. great or mm -hmm. you know so general that mm -hmm. um 
the word, but, you know, like when you're in writing. So do you have any pet peeve words that you like don't, you know, just from a communication standpoint, it's just like edit, edit, that should not be in any type of Markham copy. Uh, let's see, any, any specific words? Um, I, I'm with you. Like or overused words. Oh, so, so great, amazing, incredible. Crazy thing about it is I use them all the time. And I, every time I see it, I go, oh, why did I use this? Because it's easy, right? So um, those words I don't like, but they're most understood. Right. So I try to make sure that I use, there's a balance, there's some synergy in those regular terms that I use. Or if I say, hey, so in my description of the gentleman, for example, I may put, meet this incredible guy who, and then I kind of describe them instead of leaving like incredible. Cause you know, my incredible. What is incredible? Yeah. Incredible. Like what is yeah. incredible? Yeah. 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 I love that. Um, so also we, on the panel that we share, just switching gears, we talked, um, we both gave presentations on simplifying social media and mm -hmm. how to simplify your social media marketing strategy. So Talk to us about some of those tips, if they're the same tips or you have updated ones on what brands can do, whether it's personal brand or, or um, uh, a business brand. Sure. So it's a little bit updated. It's probably the same premise, but a little bit updated. The first thing is you don't have to be on every platform to dominate. Like, I think we should get away from being on every platform. And, and one of the reasons is that the social media space itself is saturated. So now content is becoming spam. So just think about all the emails you get, you know, all the inquiries you get. And then on top of that, you're expected to read posts. Well, people aren't reading posts. And so if the expectation is I want to use social media so that I can build in leads or build in view, you know, people will see me gain credibility. If they aren't really seeing you and absorbing your information, then it's a waste of time. So what I tell people, especially when we, talk about social media and simplifying it is that choose one or two places that you're going to be at and you're going to have a presence in daily and figure out your expectations so i'm going to post every day and i want to have at least x amount of people engage with the post and so create a plan where it's going to be measurable so you won't continue to do the same things over and over and over again. Um, it's the same premise that I said, you know, so I, I talked about when we were on the panel that Facebook is the water cooler. And it is. If you've ever been in a water cooler, you hang out there, you get gossip, you get business information, but you get gossip. It's more casual. I call it pro-casual. Um, many of my clients go, I hate Facebook, but it's the best place where I can catch up. I can catch up with business people. We contacted on Facebook to do this. So it is useful if you use it correctly. So every social media platform that's out there, if you leverage how to use it, you can use it in any way you want to, which is, which is amazing. Um, I tend, my go-to um, social media platforms is actually LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. I don't even use Twitter anymore. I, yeah, it's, I barely yeah. use Twitter like I used to. I, I mean, I still love it when I get on. I'm like, oh, you know, like I kind of get caught in it, but it's um, not my go-to as much as it used to be for sure. No, I don't use Twitter um, because of my expectations and my goals. I'm more of a 
building a connection person, um, one person at a time, then kind of posting and ghosting, right? Yeah. So you post and you go away and um, you don't interact with this post anymore. Uh, it's it as we get out of COVID, um, people are finding that they're trying this entrepreneurial space. So social media, and they have more time to be on social media. So it's even more crowded than it was when we were two years ago, yeah. right? When we yeah. were two years ago. So it is um, a place where it's so noisy. And one of the questions I, I was asked, specifically about this campaign, is how am I getting people to engage? Because the post itself is averaging about 30 shares a day on every platform that's average like one time i got like 75 shares and eleven thousand views um a couple of things what'd you do it to is, get that <laughs> what'd you do different on that one <laughs> it is about it's about the time yeah. so i looked at what's happening now and what people um i i communication major so watching patterns people are sad they're upset they're angry they're you know, they want to see more great stories. And that's, I don't care if you're blue, black, yellow, orange, green, they're feeling the effects of what's going on, civil unrest and COVID. So they wanted happy stories. This is the time to get happy stories. You Positivity. Gotta you gotta be positive, you gotta flood it. Um, and it and it will change again. Like, you know, people won't pay attention to it so so much. And it has kind of subsided a little. It still has momentum. It's decided a little bit, but um, it still gets attention and um, it has encouraged me. So your worth is valued now is going to become kind of a thing like Black Lives Matter. So I'm working on programs and projects to build in that um, Black excellence and, and worth is valued and um, I'm yeah. sure to keep you abreast of what the next Definitely. step are. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, 2020 has definitely had some learning moments and Black Lives Matter, the whole movement is incredible. What advice do you give brands that are just, you know, kind of waking up to this? So I would say specifically, and anything that goes on, like, I, I don't think businesses or brands are paying attention to um, what's trending. And, and not that Black Lives Matter is a trending thing, but what's important. So when I say trending, say that words, right? When I say trending, I mean, what's important for the time? What are pay people paying attention to that's important? And so instead of feeling like they're hopping on the bandwagon, they should have their ear to the ground of what's important to their customers at that time. And right now it is about uh, racism and injustice and things like that. So many brands, even though they may not want to pick a side or whatever that looks like to them, I think more importantly, they need to know what their customers find that that's important and and actually mirror that. Like like figure out figure that out. Um, for me, it's a no brainer, right? I'm a brown girl. Um, I have brown children, so it it was a no brainer for me. But most importantly, I just felt like the people needed a healing and and. This is something that was small and um, for me to create. It was very quick. Although I got 110 men, like I went to a, like 140 of my That's guys. Amazing. 
And 110 of them said yes automatically sent the picture over. And I was like, what did I get myself into? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, yeah. So, great. so I would say that pay attention to the trend, trends. To pay attention to what's going on in the world in in that space and not and not try to forecast things out more than six months. Yeah. So you just wrote a book. We, we were talking about it, about social media mistakes. Tell, yes. and, you know, what the oops moment is the, the book. Oops moment. Yes. The oops moment. Um, it is a book. I like to provide scenarios. Ex- I like to give examples and then what's the problem and then provide a solution. It'll probably the academic in me, academia. Um, and so the book gives scenarios, uh, gives small business scenarios, large businesses. So it has H&M, how timely, right? Where they talked about racism, Dove, um, small business issues that they've had in areas of um, branding, selling, uh, messaging. So I think it's like about 20 different common mistakes that are made. Um, one mistake I made as a business is I did not research my name before I chose my name. And there happened to be a business that had P3 solutions and they did the exact same thing that I did in oh. Virginia. Yeah, like 10 mile radius. So um, I share those mistakes and I try to help people to not make those same mistakes. Yeah, so that's great. Are there any mistakes that you can think of that brands have been have made in the past couple of months along with these trends where it just didn't work uh too much content too yeah. much text um and quick to move to video everyone cannot be on video video is very popular and brands should use it but they should strategically figure out how to use it because everybody isn't camera friendly and so the information um, is lost if you're not camera friendly or if you don't know how to um, move on camera. So I think brands, brands rush to get into the latest and greatest without actually figuring out how this works to their strategy, to their advantage. Yeah, I agree. One thing I see with video with brands that it's either, um, you know, a lot of brands are still overthinking it and they're overthinking it and overproducing it to the point where they're spending so much time and resources, everything gets edited or over edited, uh-huh. and then very little actually gets published. Exactly. So it's, you know, it's that balancing act of like, okay, you got to get in, but you got to also be agile and be flexible. And I think 2020 is what it is taught. One of the lessons is that everybody's much more forgiving, like things aren't yeah. perfect. Oh, it's not, if it's not perfect, yeah. it's okay. You can, yeah. you can be in your bedroom or your office and have, um, you know, a colorful picture with a t-shirt. Like, I don't, I think that we're, you're right. It's adaptability is coming more flexible and brands can benefit from a bit of flexibility. I mean, look at like the Kelly, Kelly and Ryan show. Like they're basically doing it from their New York apartment and his yeah. you know, LA kitchen, <laughs> you know, be- who would have thought that that was going to be okay to go on for four months? Right, right. And we, and we, we resonate, right? It, it, it provides a feeling. It evokes emotion. Like you are real people. So that means that no like and trust is easy to pull us back in. Like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I was hanging in the kitchen with them. It feels like that. So I like it. 
absolutely yeah. like this environment. Definitely, definitely. So more on like a personal care, self-care note. So um, what advice, what do you do to reduce stress and stay strong? Oh, wow. Uh, so recently, um, I, you might've noticed I am about 25 pounds lighter. Than you, you look amazing. Me. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I, um, I last year was diagnosed with diabetes and um, hypertension. And I am not a medicine young lady at all, right? Um, what has helped me through this journey is definitely what I consume, but the fact that I go out and actually do something for 15 minutes a day, like exercise, like move my body or walk, or just to be able to um, decompress. I know that we're in a time where staying in the house is a healthy thing to do, but if you have a residential neighborhood, or even if you have like a street, like walk at least a mile a day to release. I try not to take the phone or I try not to answer any emails while I'm walking or doing any um, of that and just listen to music and decompress. And since, so when we talk about COVID and the pivot and things that are happening that we were staying more so in the house, this has actually helped me build a schedule, like keeping to it. So ordinarily before I'd be like either out of town, out the country, back in the office, in the, in the airport, hotel room, conference center, back to the office, right? So I was not really getting exercise. And then, you know, I'm out, so I'm eating. I'm usually eating. I'm always eating at the best places. They may not be best for me. But I'm always... <laughs> Try some decadent dessert. Um, so now I don't have to do, you know, I'm speaking digitally now and this works out perfectly. I'm able to manage how I eat and I feel better. I tried to eat one time chocolate cake about two days ago for breakfast. Didn't work. My body said, no, thank you. <laughs> it's not really going to work for you this time. So um, the self-care portion is a combination of getting out, getting some air, um, being able to decompress or like relax. Um, I understand that there's worry, there's issues in the world, but I just want a moment because if I'm not well, like mentally or physically, I can't really help. So um, it's taking the time, like you need to dedicate some time to taking care of yourself every day, whether that's six in the morning or six in the evening, dedicate at least an hour to take care of some time. I must have been getting your vibes since we scheduled this interview because I mean, I, I was doing that pretty regularly walking in the morning and walking at the end of the day to get in like, you know, 10,000 steps, especially during COVID just to get out. But I, I kind of got out of it over the past month. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and so today before our interview, I was like, okay, I'm going to go walk 20 minutes. So got back here 10 minutes before we started, you know, and it is a mental reset. It really is. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it gets those, you know, all of your energy going. So I love that advice. And I think that it's, it sounds so simple, but a lot of people don't do it. It's not, it's not. And, and I think it's be kind to yourself. Right? Yeah. Don't, don't, I tell people all the time, okay, every moment is an opportunity to begin again. Every moment. You don't have to wait till tomorrow. Every moment. Look, you ate that chocolate cupcake and you weren't supposed to. Ah, next moment, you can do better. You'll drink some water, eat an orange. But it's just in moments, and we need to, um, I, I guess for me, the revelation here is 
that I am spending more time with enjoying the moment than planning for the the next six months, twelve months. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't. I don't. I don't feel so pressured. Yeah, um, the world doesn't feel so heavy anymore. So I'm. I'm I feel great. I I love that, and I think people focus on. Uh, you know, if something went wrong or, you know, there's a fail that happened, you know, getting caught up in that toxic energy and not letting it go. And like you said, just starting over and just saying, okay, that was a moment. Now this is another moment we can start fresh and it doesn't necessarily define us. It's just a learning moment. That's it. That's it. Every, every, every moment is a moment for opportunity, another opportunity, period, done. And I, and that sticks in my head. I have to remember that. Because when I eat that chocolate cupcake, I have this set of remorse at the end, like, <sighs> okay, well, I guess I'll go walk to combat this kind of guilt I've been having. So I love 2020 Effie Matters. That is the yeah. um, motto. So where can we get that shirt? So it's not, so I am in July. I turn, I will be turning 47 August 5th. So in tandem with your worth is valued. I am buying black for 47 days. So I bought this from Party Politics US. Okay. Um, it's a good friend of mine. His name is Atima, Atiba Manu. And he, I can, it, it, you can look for it. Yeah, we'll put, yeah. Um, where you can see where you can get it. And um, he is bipartisan, that's what he calls himself. And he believes that. 2020 matters no matter what not just in politics but 2020 matters because we try to discount 2020 like let's move on to 2021 but in actuality we got our best moments we're, we're, we're living not necessarily the best times but we're getting our best lessons in 2020 so definitely it matters. definitely mm -hmm. so Sharon, you've shared so much with us we're gonna i'm gonna put your book in the show notes what is there anything else that we should know are you going to be speaking anywhere or any anywhere else that you want to <sighs> That's Any events happening? Um, there is a social media. I will put we'll in the show notes. Yeah, <laughs> I give you well, the information. Yeah. yeah, I've been getting a lot of requests, and again, because I'm out of the loop of not actually moving or going anywhere, I really have to get my assistant to pay attention to what's happening. Because I'll be like, "Oh, I'm just going to exercise every day this week," and, and I have. I have real work to do. Yeah. So um, I know that I have something coming up, but it's already pre-recorded. I won't be there. It's already pre-recorded. But as usual, I want people to follow me on yeah. Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at CEOP3 and connect with me on anything, marketing, communications. If you want to talk about um, what's coming up for the Your Worth is Valued campaign, I'd love to share that with your audience. And I appreciate yes. you for having me here. Yes. And we'll follow the hashtag for sure. And maybe we'll see each other at a live event. Maybe we'll see each other at a digital event. To be honest, I don't know how you feel. I don't miss the travel. I'm actually enjoying being in one place. And I look back in my camera roll and I'm just like, what did, how, how did I even do all that in one month a year ago? You know, like you look back one year ago and it's just insane how we were just always just it was I mean I think one time I was in Miami and then the next I was in Jamaica and then the same week and then I went to Canada I was like what what yeah what how did you do it like <laughs> yeah but somehow we were everybody was so overscheduled I think you know this 
feels like a good reset. And, you know, I, I don't know if I'll ever go back to the way that I was the same way you are. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm a, yeah, I agree with you 1000%. I'm finding new ways of things I want to do and, and kind of transitioning into the next piece of this. So yes, we will see each other because I'm yes, coming we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know. great. All right. Well, Sharon, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. We're going to get your book and follow you and share with you, share any of your new events that are coming up. Okay. Thank you so much, Lisa. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com free.